All right. Happy hump day, everybody. Welcome to the Balls, Buckets, and Bull podcast hosted by DJ Morales. And uh, my name is Osei Ligbe, joining him on this Wednesday night. Yeah, uh, finally got Osei Ligby back in the quote-unquote studio. No longer clapping cheeks. Finally actually remembered <laughs> that we are indeed recording a podcast right now. I'm honestly quite surprised. Yeah, it's been a minute, man, but I'm happy to get back into it. You know, season's got to a great start, so. Yeah, well, we failed to record a playoff podcast for last season. We failed to record a finals podcast for last season. <laughs> failed to record an off-season pod. And then also failed to record a 2019-2020 season uh, be- before the season pod. So we're off to a resounding start. Um but yeah, you know, it's it's good to be back doing this again. And it's really only been two weeks and we've already had a viral meme, a brawl. Exactly. <laughs> some massive injuries take place. I mean, honestly, the NBA really just remains one of the more interesting, fast-paced news leagues in the U.S. Um, what have you th- just general thoughts so far, Ose, about the league? Um, I mean, like everyone expected, it's pretty much been anybody's leagues so far, just with all the changes, all the superstar drama, um, the energies, the injuries, like you mentioned, of course, the Warriors no longer being top dog if they even make playoffs at this point, to be honest. Um, so it's just been, it's been crazy. I've loved it, to be honest. Yeah, so really quick, I don't want to go through all the standings, but um, we will quickly list them off. Now, these were pulled as of Monday, 11-4, just to kind of help me get prepared. So, of course, these are going to be a little dated. Um, But at first seed, we got the 76ers. Second seed, we got the Heat. Three seed, we got the Celtics. Four Bucks, five Raptors, six Hornets, seven Pacers, and eight Pistons. Over in the West, we got the Lakers. Then the Timberwolves, surprisingly, look pretty good so far. Three, we got the Clippers. Four, we got the Mavericks. Five, we got the Nuggets. Six, we got the Suns. Seven, Spurs, and eight, Jazz. Um, We'll start off in the East, Osei, where I think you have probably enjoyed the beginning of this season, particularly for the Miami Heat. Um, They, as of Monday, uh, were a 5-1 and record. They lead the NBA in three-point field goal percentage, third in overall field goal percentage, and third in assists per game. Uh, Rookie Kendrick Nunn looks like he's already popping off, averaging almost 20 a game, Mm -hmm. 44% from three. Uh, What have you seen so far from your Miami Heat? Man, great things. Honestly, uh, like you said, Kendrick Nunn has been one of the best rookies out there. Of course, uh, sleeper pick uh, Tyler Hero also doing great things. He had that um he had that game about a week and a half ago where he scored the most points or I think even uh, tied uh, D Wade's points for a rookie, in a in his first season, which is always amazing. Um, Justice Winslow finally looks like the pick that we chose him for about three years ago, so it's good to see him coming out of the shell. Of course, Jimmy Butler. I mean, at this point, Jimmy Butler, I think he's just looking for a championship. He could really fit any team at this point, so he's just kind of doing what he can. And we don't even have um, uh, we don't even have our uh, uh, one of our best players back yet. Um, and Deion Waiters yet, so of course it's going to be good to see that. You know, we have another weapon coming as soon as he's off of his uh, probation slash suspension. Yeah, Jimmy Butler actually kind of seems like he's happy. I mean, he didn't like it in Chicago. You know, kind of wanted out of there, meant to mm-hmm. Minnesota, didn't like it there. Almost freaking started a, almost yeah, basically almost tear, tore the franchise in half. Um, yep. But he finally seems like he's happy, and he's actually kind of a fun stat, leading the NBA in plus minus. 
for players that have played a minimum of three games with a plus 21.7. So I thought you would appreciate that. That's actually pretty remarkable. Oh, sure. considering, I mean, just thinking about the talent that's out there in the NBA, the fact that Jimmy Butler is leading the NBA in plus minus uh, for basically anybody that's really a starter. That's that's pretty impressive. Right, yeah. Still a solid player. I mean, he's just finally turned um, 30 years old as of September, so it's good to see that he's really solidified his position. You know, he cares about getting a ring at this point, so. Yeah, and the other thing that I, I mean, they lit the Rockets up for like forty six points in one quarter. That was oh, certainly yeah. something. Um, but one other thing that I've appreciated is the depth of this team. The Miami Heat have over eight players that are averaging more than double digits a game. Um, in fact, only one other team has eight players averaging double digits a game. Osei, and I'll g- give you one guess to try to think who that is. Uh, let's see. Off the rip, maybe is it the Rockets in their bench or is it the Clippers? Nope, it is the astounding, the remarkable Washington Wizards. Pretty random, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it just goes to show you, I mean, they have good depth. It seems like they're playing good balanced basketball so far. Um, the one thing, Absolutely. they still have some room to grow. They are actually last in the e- NBA and turnovers per game, so they could probably approve uh, that side of the ball. Um, but what do you think maybe is the ceiling of this team? I mean, we still got the 76ers, which we'll talk about. Um, you right. still have the Celtics, which looks like they're kind of – not as good as some of these elite teams, but they're still there. Uh, you still have the Bucks and Giannis, who look phenomenal. We'll also talk about them. Um, but what do you think mm-hmm. the ceiling is of this Miami Heat team? Yeah, I mean, the good thing about it is that we've got we've got steady steady bases at each level. What I think makes a great NBA franchise. Of course, we've got a winning coach. Um, uh, Eric Spolsch has been with the team for you know since uh, the. <laughs> since the uh, early D-Ways Shaq era, so he's been there for a minute. Um, we've got some veteran players, and of course we've got a young base. We've got some strong guys who are really getting there, putting some work. Um, Grun Dragic has been a great leader. Uh, Kelly Olnick has been getting his minutes up, and he's been uh, really performing since we got him a year or two ago. So, I mean, it just really comes – it's finally starting to come together, so to speak. Everyone in the league has made changes. Well, we've been sort of the most consistent, which is good. So moving on to the Bucks, this team is already looked like it's poised to make a deep playoff run. They are most definitely. Yep, they are first in points per game. They are first in rebounds per game. First in overall field goal percentage. Um, Giannis is already averaging a ridiculous twenty-eight points, which <laughs> it's one thing to average twenty-eight points a game. That's pretty remarkable, but he's averaging fourteen rebounds a game. And you know, this it's not Insane. it's not like this team is like the frickin' thunder, which would uh would piss me off to no end that they would literally just clear out everyone else just so Westbrook could get these easy rebounds. I mean, you know, Giannis is right. is accumulating these rebounds on his own grit, uh, in my opinion. Um, and you know, he's sixth in the overall NBA in points per game as well. So I think if this guy can ever figure out how to shoot a three, I mean, right now he's at seventeen point four percent, uh, he's gonna be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you think about the Bucs? Uh, I think they could probably still get a little bit more out of Eric Bledsoe. You know, just a little more production. They're really going to need that in the playoffs. You know, you're going to need that guy that can go off for 20-something-plus points, you know, and, and you know, oh, and offset, you know, maybe an off-shooting night or, you know, a subpar performance by Giannis. But what do you think about the Bucs? Yeah, like you said, um, Giannis, he's literally improved in every single category um, that he could right now. I didn't think he was going to go up much more than – 
the 12 rebounds a game was getting last year, but now he's at 14, which is great, of course. Um, you know, they got plenty of firepower. They can do a lot. Chris Middleton and Kyle Korver can hit the three. Like you said, Bledsoe, he's a strong leader. Um, great point guard. They can get a lot of him. Um, but, well, I mean, it's just going to come down to um, really just kind of working it out because they have all the all the traits necessary. They've been building this franchise around Giannis, and they're heading in the right direction. They have every single piece needed to make a deep player front, which they did last year. And I think they can make an Easter Conference uh, champion pretty easily. Just a matter of getting there, a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, now that Kawhi is gone, you could honestly argue that Giannis should, you know, win the East as the perennial All Star oh, sure. in that conference. Um, moving over to the 76ers, they have had a, quite a bit of a hot start. They're as of Monday, we're five and one, eleventh in points per game, seventh in rebounds per game, fourth in assists per game. Kind of. You know, do, excelling in a lot of different assets. In the three games Embiid has mm-hmm. played, he's been dominant, averaging 23 and 10 per game, which is also pretty impressive. Um, but, of course, he was suspended during the fourth game of the season for that amazing brawl <laughs> with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I guess your quick Love thoughts it. on Embiid and what uh, you saw from that brawl. You know, it's one of those things where it's like just knowing Embiid as a player, as we all see in the media, the dude is just like the biggest troll ever. So as soon as that brawl broke out, I knew he was going to take it seriously. Of course, they're going to hand down some punishments from up top. But it is one of those things like where as soon as that brawl ended, he took to Twitter. It was popping off on Cat's mom and stuff. Just, you know, the most random thing ever. And I mean, it is what it is. It was just hilarious. And all the memes come from it. You know, the one, the two players that I think have actually given them a lot of production relative to what we probably expect is Tobias Harris and Al Horford. I mean, they've been big. I mean, oh, they've God, been Horford. averaging, yeah, they've been averaging 20.3 and 18.8 points per game respectively. Um, so pretty much from those two players are getting about 40 a game, which is impressive. So Al, Al Horford is all, especially Horford's age. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you know, they've already quickly, you know, obviously Tobias Harris was there last season, but Horford has quickly come in and given them real good production that I think they're going to need uh, come playoff time. Uh, what I will say is that the the rebounding has been incredible for them. They have the highest offensive and defensive re- rebounding percentage in the league. Um, you know, and this is another team incredible. like the Bucks, who, you know, you got to wonder if this is finally the season they can make, get over the hump and make it to the NBA finals. Kind of just, you know, briefly looking at it, I would expect the 76ers and the Bucks to both be right there neck and neck, you know, going into the finals. Do you, you know, do you like either of these teams to maybe make it OC or maybe your Miami Heat? Who do you think might make it out of the East? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's going to come down to, like, it's going to be such a tight run in the East for once, you know, thank God. It's going to come down to in the last um, five games of the season, probably the top three or four spots will be within a game or two, I think. I think it's going to come down to, you know, the Miami, um, uh, the Bucks, of course, the Sixers, but I mean, any team could overtake them in those last few games of the season. Whoever's got the got the distance for it. But do you think? Um, yeah. Do you think Ben Simmons is going to need to take another step up, or do you think they can kind of get there with uh, the performance he's really having as uh, of he's, late? He's in a decent place right now. He has been shooting uh, crazy all too well, but I mean, at this point, they're they're less about putting so much pressure on him to really control the ball as so much as he's just a piece within the machine. So, I mean, he, <laughs> of course, his uh, his uh, version of shooting from the three-point line, you know, yeah. no one's expecting him to shoot the three, but at this point, it's kind of like, you know, man, you're an NBA player. You've got to develop more of a shot. 
literally every single player in the league knows that they can keep you. If they keep you outside, you're more than likely not going to score on them, which just creates, you know, more of a well, defensive and, cluster. You know, so. exactly. And I, you know, and coaches that I think can get a little more creative with their defensive schemes. I mean, we've seen people play off Ben Simmons a good 10, 15 feet, you know, something that would be oh, exactly. honestly just quite mm. literally offensive to other All-Stars right. in this league. <laughs> I mean. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> just disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, I believe he made a three-pointer in one of the preseason games. I think yep, that happened. Yeah, he did. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't even believe one he's done. <laughs> yep. So, he won't pump chomp, but he did it. I, I personally think, you know, when you get when you start playing these elite teams that you're going to start needing that stuff. I mean, you know, if, if, if one of your players can't hit the three in today's NBA with, you know, how high scoring is at, you know, at this time with the shot clock, getting reduced after rebounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, you need like these guys to be able to hit the three, get a rebound, kick it out, hit a three, you know, and just basically elevate your ceiling because, you know, being able right. to play well defensively is showing like it's less and less of a, you know, a, a key factor. For yeah. That. He's just going to need to start, you know, kicking up shots because I mean, of course you're not going to know. He's, he's, players are going to respect that distance, that range, unless they see him start putting shots up. So even if he's missing, I mean, more than half of them probably he's missing like you know every every other shot still he's putting shots up players have seen these attempting them so they at least get closer close that defensive gap a little bit because right now it's just i mean they're not even worried about it they'll wait till he drives or even kicks it out before they even attempt to close my half you know all right let's move it on over to the west um we'll start with the rockets who kind of had a slow start i would say relative to their expectation mm-hmm. um as of monday they were three and three had that 29-point loss to the Heat. We're down at, by 41 at one point. Um, and, you know, I feel like we talk about this almost every year with this team, Ose. I I, I right. literally specifically remember calling out these pretty much exact same <laughs> stats. They're first in overall three-point attempts, and they're nearly yep. dead fucking last in three-point percentage. And, you know, <laughs> it, I swear it happens every year, and I bring up the stat, and every time I bring it up, it's usually when they're doing bad. And... Um, yeah, right now they're 27th in three-point percentage, so that's not good. But, you know, at least Harden is still kind of balling. He's leading the NBA in points per game. I don't know if that really matters at this point if they're not, still not winning games. Um, you know, but you know, this team is what it is. You know, we have Westbrook now on the team. Of course, it's going to kind of take probably a good half season before this team really actually molds full form into what it's supposed to be with him on mm-hmm. the court and Harden on the court. But, uh, you know, I think this is probably one of the bigger question marks of the NBA offseason is how this offense would kind of gel with Westbrook in there. Um, right. They're still second in pace. So you think, you know, and what I, what you see a lot from like teams that don't have good talent is they try to slow down the game, you know, less possessions. They want to, you know, just minimize the the gap of talent you know, that, that impacts the game. And, you know, from the, from the Thunder standard, the rocket standpoint, you would want to do the exact opposite. You want more possessions. You want to expose the talent gap. Um, So it's good. I I think, yeah, I think it's good that they're second in pace, but when you're 28th in defensive rating, when you're almost last in three point field goal percentage, when you're 26th in opponent points in the paint, uh, all this kind of adds up to your sloppy team that can't, you know, excel at what you do well. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, you're not doing anything to kind of minimize the damage that is coming from that extra pace. So, 
I guess my long-winded question to you, Jose, is is this Mike yeah. D'Antoni model finally going to win a damn championship? Because, I mean, the expectation for this team is to win a championship. It's not to, you know, get first overall seed or second or third or go to the, you know, even go to the conference finals to win a championship. That's what they want to do. So that's my mm-hmm. question to you. Do you think this this model can actually win? Yeah, let me just come out and say at first that I exclusively blame all the three misses on P.J. Tucker because he cannot <laughs> seem to make that. He just I feel like when he gets that kick out to so the corner three and it just <clears throat> off the rim, I'm like, come on, man. You're the reason why. Anyways, I digress. But, yeah, I, they have all the pieces um, to make to make it. I love seeing um, in the open court uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook really just running the floor. And it's not so much of a gelling issue because, obviously, Russell Westbrook and um, James Harden have played before. They play together in the offseason. They know each other's game. Um, they've got great rebounders. They've got Clint Capella. Who's you know really eating up that uh, or really uh, giving the rocks that salary money's worth? Austin Rivers is uh, he's decent. He's there, you know. Um, and I love that uh, um, Ben Mockenmore is uh, stepping up now because he was a great force in uh, Sacramento Blazers back in the Rockets. But it's going to be, uh, I think, just a matter of the league or of them falling in line with the league and like how the league is moving because it's it's less of a it's less of a three point um, shooting game now, of course, with the Warriors have not having their explosiveness anymore and their players. So as long as they can conform to league standard of what's going to, you know, get them in there, a strong uh, power forward, strong point guard and rebounding, I think they can do it. I mean, the one thing that's never going to change is the turnovers. I mean, Westbrook's already averaging over four turnovers a game. Oh, um, yeah. But how dare you, honestly, just Definitely how dare him you spit, spit yeah. shame on P.J. Tucker. <laughs> he, sir, is leading the fucking Rockets in three-point field goal percentage. So get fact-checked. Is bitch. he? All right, all right, yes, all right. Let me, yeah, let me not let me not talk down his name. Though. Although, you know what? I, 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 know, I won't. It's because I just watched him missing a corner three. I'm watching no, the game right now. I don't even blame you because, you know, as a as an avid Spurs fan, every time I see Bellinelli on the court, I just – I literally imagine his plus-minus is like minus 10,000 because – he is. <laughs> he he he's kind of like he's literally the poor man's Manu, you know, and he makes these like crazy, oh, yeah, crazy fadeaway shots and like you know these moves, but like every single time he does one of these things, he either misses the he either makes the shot and you're like, wow, that was crazy, or more than likely right. he misses it. But not only does he miss it, but now he's falling over, you know, on the court on in the stands, and he's completely out of position for you know to come uh-huh. getting back on D. So, you know, I had the balls like managed to cling over the half court. I I looked it up just like begging this freaking, you know, NBA stats page to tell me that this guy is dead fucking last and plus minus. Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, he is actually in the positive character territory. So that was I was mad. Look at that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I, you know, I'm not really too worried about this Rockets team. I still think they're going to be top, you know, easily top three in the West. Uh, but, you know, I do wonder, you know, speaking of our next team, if they're going to get exploited when they literally can't figure out anything on defense. Because, I mean, I think Westbrook is an active player. You know, obviously he has a lot of hustle, but I think he's actually right. really not the best uh, in terms of defense. You know, obviously, we, you know, you think of some of the perennial defensive guards, Pat Bev, uh, you know, CP3 was a pretty good defender in his heyday. Right. Um, so I wonder if that's going to eventually get them exposed come playoff time. And I'll kick off the next team while I, I'm actually kind of curious now what uh, Westbrook's defensive rating is 
Um, but while I look that up, Osei, why don't you give your thoughts on the Lakers' fast start and uh, just kind of what you think of LeBron so far, your ex-homeboy? You know, always love that man for sure. Um, got a lot of love for that hustle. And it's just going great because the dude is – he he's entering what is like 17th year in the league, still chasing down the youngest guards in the league and getting blocks on them. Welcome to the league. Um, John Morant saw that one. Um, it's just, it's really nice to see because at the same time, he's one of the most unselfish players that we have in the game. Currently, he's still managing to lead the team. He's still averaging triple doubles. When he had that battle with the, against the uh, Dallas and Luca, that was a great game to watch. He, he can, he can seemingly do it all. And now he finally has got 80 on his side. And I think that this is going to be, I mean, this has to be one of his years, either this year or next year, because after these two years, I mean, he's already on his back and eye, and he's going to be going down from there, I think, unfortunately. Um, but like him, he's staying healthy. He's doing his thing. Um, he's got the pieces surrounding him. I think Dwight Howard's uh, stepped up a little bit back in his old form, uh, getting the rebounds that they need. They're just kind of charging forward. You know, they're meshing well as a team. And, uh, yeah, it's just... Like it's a matter of time for them. They've got all the pieces they need. Once Marcus Cousins is back and uh, Danny Green finds his rhythm, they'll be a force to Yeah, uh, you know, kind of speaking on the LeBron part, uh, he's kind of already credited with, you know, recovering from his torn groin as to why his defense has stepped up. And, I mean, honestly, it, it literally shows in the data. I mean, he's shown a 16% increase in contested shots. Um, he's mm-hmm. risen to the top of defensive uh, rating. Uh, you know, and it's kind of you have to believe it's also helps that he had a finally had an off season from not playing in the playoffs. So I think that helps. Exactly. Um, Anthony Davis, of course, has exactly what he needs at this point. You know, he needs an all star to take a good portion of the offensive load off of him. So that way he can maintain the point guard uh, sort of role. Uh, and Anthony, even AD has averaged uh, 28.5 a game, fifth in the league. He's been doing great. I think the ceiling of this team is clearly a championship um, and, you know, they're right back in it. Of course, there's, you know, long-term there's kind of some questions already. If AD is going to go to Chicago, I saw, I don't know how much truth oh, wow. goes into that. Uh, but, you know, to your point about Danny Green, I mean, one of the things, one of the criticisms I had last year with LeBron is, I mean, dude, he was just bringing in the dustiest, you know, brickish shot guys in the world to come play oh, with absolutely. him last year. You know, just absolute dust. I mean, I, I really don't even want to talk about the roster. It was so bad. But now, <laughs> you know, I mean, now Express. he has Danny Green, you know, and and almost every every player from the Spurs, what we've traditionally seen is they go from the Spurs and they look like shit elsewhere. You know, we see we saw Tiago Splitter go from the Spurs and look like crap. <laughs> with yep. um, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, a lot of players really just go from this, you know, perfect system, if you will, for mm-hmm. them and look really bad. I mean, Bellinelli looked pretty bad for a while, uh, you know, but I think Danny Green actually might be one of the few players who even got better after he left the Spurs system. And, you know, for the, life of, so. yeah, for the life of me, I still don't think he can figure out how to dribble a damn basketball. But uh, besides <laughs> that, besides that, I think he's exactly what LeBron needs. You know, he needs someone who can play good defense and hit the damn three in the most clutchest mm-hmm. moments. And that's, uh, oh, absolutely. Exactly what LeBron needs. So, I, you know, I think the ceiling of this team is clearly a championship. Um, but, you know, it, it, it I got to say it's nice to see LeBron look healthy again, already chasing down guys, you know, blocking layups and stuff like that. Uh, 
I, I personally enjoy the NBA when LeBron is back to his peak self. Okay, uh, moving on to the last major team we're talking about. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not too much, really. It's just, you know, this team, is, it's, it looks like it's dead. I mean, the Warriors uh, clearly are the one of the bigger headlines in the NBA. And, you know, yep. of course, you know, of course, it's injuries. Um, obviously, Clay Thompson's still recovering from the torn ACL. You got now Steph has a broken hand will miss at least three months after having surgery on his left hand. Draymond green is going to mm-hmm. miss a couple games with a torn ligament in his left hand. Um, and then of course they lost Kevin Durant to the nets. Uh, they, you know, and it, it's not like if there's, it's really hard. It's, it's, I understand if people don't feel bad for this team, you know, I get it. They won a lot of titles and they, in some eyes, some people's eyes cheated to get there, but uh, you know, it's still. I think it's always sad to see injuries impact. You know, oh, player, players that are literally you know generational talents. Um, but with that said, like, I mean, any other thoughts you really have on the Warriors and kind of what they need to do? I mean, honestly, if they start tanking now and they get a first overall pick, you know, next year they come back with Steph healthy, Clay healthy, Draymond right healthy, a first overall. I mean, yeah, I mean, they could literally be right back. So if personally, oh, if I was sure. the Warriors. You know, you just built this new goddamn stadium that's a shit ton of money. Uh, I would definitely look at tanking so that way you can be right back in relevancy here in about a year. Especially, you know, yeah, you know, give LeBron another year to get older. You know, uh, you know let some of this other stuff play out. You know, don't fight now while you're weak. Yeah, I would say, I mean, they're... It is what it is. I mean, injuries happen, and like they just be happen. They happen to cut the bad end of the stick, especially after uh, KD left and everyone else going down. And I never thought in my life I'd see a team being led by Willie Cauley Stein and um, D'Angelo Russell, but here we are. And uh, yeah, if they if they tank and get the first overall pick, if they manage to nail um, James uh, Wiseman, that'd be crazy because you'd be coming back with the superstar shooting guard, point guard, and small forward. I mean, this is going to be a great year for them, I think, next year. But you're right. There's not much to say. They've got some injuries. Uh, I, they got to keep the ticket holders happy and do what they can. They're still fighting, I think. Like, they're still going to each game and really, you know, uh, playing to their fullest. But I think after this week, that front office is going to have a decision to make it. They just, you know, take the L where they can and hope for the best during the uh, lottery pick or, you know, just keep playing and know that they're going to be better next yeah, year. Yeah, and especially with so many teams probably going to want to tank this year too. I mean, everyone is starting to realize that just tanking is the better route when it comes to the NBA and getting mm-hmm. up there. So, you know, they got to decide quickly because if you're not aligned in that decision, you're going to start winning some games you don't need to, and it's all going to matter at the exactly. end. I mean, literally, it's going to come down to a game, a loss or two. Uh, so I agree. Um, mm-hmm. One final stat on the Warriors. They have literally the top two worst plus minus players in the NBA minimum five games played um, <laughs> in D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green. I thought that was pretty remarkable, honestly. That's pretty fun. Uh, you know, considering what plus minus means to have both D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green in there is pretty crazy. Um, so that's really all the teams, the major teams we have to talk about today. Uh, we probably got time for one more quick one. I would say the Mavericks look pretty good now that that team is healthy. Oh, yeah. I hope you mentioned that. Um, you know, and that personally for my Spurs, we're, we're, we're a little nervous over here looking at that. But, uh, uh, you know, anything you really want to quickly touch on before we get into our uh, Popeyes topic over here? You know, um, yeah, honestly, I wanted to touch on the Mavericks too because it's nice. I've never been a Mavericks fan, but just the way they've turned around, especially after losing – um, Dirk Nowitzki 
And it's just it's nice seeing that they have a little solid core now. They're actually they're winning some games here. I think obviously they can make the playoffs pretty easily. Um, and then on top of that, it just seems like they finally have they finally have a direction, so to speak. Because obviously in the last I would say what like five six years, they really haven't had a direction. Like they weren't really tanking, so to speak. They were kind of trading for some pieces, not really keeping any superstars. They were kind of just it almost seemed like they were just really trying to keep uh, Nowitzki happy, even though he was willing to. Take a veterans minimum, minimum since like 2016. Yeah, I mean, they were definitely one of those limbo teams, you know. And if, you know, assuming we can get back on track and start doing, you know, pumping out these pods on a little more frequent basis, I mean, I personally love the NBA mm-hmm. enough to talk about these, you know, dog shit teams that are kind of in the middle. But, um, <laughs> you know, because it, it is. I, I mean, you know, I the specific pod I remember me and you doing was about the Hornets. And we both thought that, yeah. you know, what the hell are they going to do? You know, they have Kemba, like, they look like they're kind of trying to compete, but they're nowhere near close enough to competing, so they're not tanking. Uh, and, you know, and finally they, finally they yep. made a move, they, and they realized they should, you know, get rid of Kemba. So um, that's that was one I always remember talking about. Yeah, I'm happy for Kemba. Now uh, he's but a enough about NBA. Uh, that's, you know, all the sports talk we should probably be talking about. Uh, clearly more important topic is what the fuck is going on with Popeyes. Uh <laughs> Just just off the jump, have you had the sandwich yet? Like, have you tasted that? God no. If 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 I had the, Dude, you need to you gotta... of having it. Uh, clearly, I probably would have been stabbed or killed or you know, stolen <laughs> out of my hands. It's so funny. So basically, hashtag the chickening is trending on Twitter. Um, there's a there seems to be like a, a new storyline every five seconds on social media. Um, people are destroying each other's cars in the line. There's been a stabbing. There's been a beating. Someone is dead. People are condemning Popeyes for not pulling the chicken sandwich when it's not their fault that you know people are acting like animals over this thing. Um, it is just, and it's funny because it's everyone knew this was going to happen, especially after the, they had released the chicken sandwich for a limited time um, a few months ago. And yet, despite all that, people aren't realizing that, you know it's just a chicken sandwich. It's not going anywhere this time around. They can still have it. It's part of the staple menu now, but at, at what cost? At what cost? You know, like I literally, I feel, I feel like Thanos. It's so funny, like to see like all that for a drop of sandwich. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's, you're, you're doing thousands of dollars of damage worth to your, worth, yeah, <laughs> thousands of dollars of, of damage worth to your car. You're getting teeth knocked out. It's just yeah, it's not worth. It. I mean, yeah, you know, I've definitely had one. I, I kind of heard about this, and I assumed it was all just you know fake news. But you know, the more the you would more, think, the more tweets you send me. I mean, yeah, there's literally people ramming cars into each other, stabbing, fighting. Uh, you know, one of our favorite shows, definitely not so friendly for work. The uh, Boondocks highly predicted this years mm-hmm. ago. Years ago, literally predicted this years <laughs> ago that there would be riots over fried chicken. And you know, here we are, 2019. Um, you know, there's. There's, uh, you know, our environment's about to collapse. We're about to have global warming yep. on an epic scale. Um, you know, we got a goddamn lunatic in the White House who seems, you know, poised to turn <laughs> us down. Uh, and, you know, of course, the number one trending thing is fried chicken. So we're exactly where that's we're, right. We're, the know, we just deserve everything at this point. Um, so that's probably all we're we on got. track. We're on track. <laughs> that's all we got, I think, for today. Um, haven't said this bit in a while, so bear with me here. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the BBB Pod, on iTunes at the BBB Podcast. Please, we were so close. I need to double check to see how close we are to 105 star views. I've been begging, begging, and begging, but I want it bad. Please give us a five star review if you are so kind. 
Um, follow Osei on Twitter at Osei to the Sheezy, Fodo Sheezy. What is it? Yeah, Osei, Oseezy, Fosheezy. All right, Jesus. Um, yeah, but till then, I'm Joey. That's Osei. See you later, folks.